We've got some hey, fresh I'm new Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. <laughs> where we talk about entrepreneurship, mindset, and of course, how to turn your content into profit. But most importantly, we are here to have a good time with you. So go to contentisprofit.com and join the family. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Like my brother said, today we're going to the <laughs> other side of the world. Again. Would you... Yeah. Start Wait. thinking about your guesses before we reveal <laughs> where our guest is from. But I'm more gonna, interested to, to know where we're talking about, not the place that, we're going. That's exactly what I was going to share. Just I was going to share Fonzie. what we're going to talk about. Just just share. <laughs> we're going to be us. talking all about how to make people your greatest marketing asset. Ooh. Very powerful. Yeah, Especially there on its own. Since we're dealing with <laughs> lots of people when we are, you know, producing a show like Content is Profit. That's right. And if you own a business, you're definitely, hopefully, dealing with a lot of people, aka clients, right? I know. Maybe this is a topic that not a lot of people like see like top of funnel topic in there, but it's super important. I know. I feel like we've said people like a hundred times people, people, people. in the last <laughs> 30 seconds. <laughs> Sounds good. Guys, if you enjoy this show, make sure to follow in your favorite podcasting platform because every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday... Keep in mind, if Fonzie hits publish, you know, the other day, <laughs> forgot, just saying, just putting it, throwing him under the bus. No, but go ahead and follow the show because these episodes are dropping right in your phone so you can listen when you do the, the, the lawn, when you drive to work, when you do laundry, when you like clean the house. Many ways. Easy peasy. That's right. Just keep us right next to your ear. <laughs> I didn't forget, you know, I just thought people need to listen to this episode for way longer. And then I just posted the other one later. <laughs> Guys, if today's guest helped you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode with three friends. That is your ticket of admission. And thank you. <laughs> so today we're going back to the other side of the world. By this point, we should just do a live tour through Australia. That is that right. Today's guest is an incredible agency owner whose sole purpose is to help build businesses people feel compelled to talk about. Compelled. Big big letters, compelled. guys. Big letters. Yeah. <laughs> Caps. Do you want to be memorable, Fonzie? Well, I do. Then I do. Then this conversation is for you. Just I'm saying. glad I'm here then. <laughs> Today's guest <laughs> is also the co-host of the Remarkable Project podcast and has the impressive skill of solving a Rubik's Cube. Let me tell you, that is very impressive. I've, I've never been able to solve one of them. Have uh, you? No, I, I don't think I've, I've legit tried, but probably not. I've tried. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's borderline impossible, I'm All telling right. you. It's very, very <laughs> difficult, guys. But maybe we should challenge him mm. to do it live. We'll oh. see. We'll <laughs> see, guys. Please welcome the co-founder of Remarkable and maybe... Just maybe the Australian Rubik's Cube champ, Jay Tinker. <laughs> What's hey up, guys? Jay? I love the idea of people listening to this doing laundry. I think that's just a fantastic <laughs> idea. Right? Hey, I was listening to an interview uh, with Neil Patel the other day, and he's like, you know, I I love to iron my own clothes. And this is a guy that spends like, what was his burn rate? Like $200,000 a month. And he just enjoys to iron his shirts. And he's like, it's meditation to me. And I'm like, oh man, like we live in two different worlds. First off, <laughs> I don't spend $200,000 a month. And second, <laughs> you don't have an iron. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> It's collecting dust, okay? Fonzie, it's collecting dust. We don't use it. <laughs> anyway, I think Jay, we welcome. put a call out. I think if, if, if you're not doing laundry, I think you should be right now. Let's, <laughs> let's move everyone into laundry right now. L laundry Absolutely. mode. Laundry mode. If you're driving, stop your car. You know, just, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Or maybe they can listen to it while attempting a Rubik's Cube. Just throw that out there, you know. I have a feeling. I, I, I heard that challenge and I'm not sure whether I can do it live. <laughs> it might be a long one, but I can say that I, I, I have done it. I, yeah. I have a feeling that today's episode is just going to make people smarter <laughs> and it's probably the day that they want to attempt to, you know, complete a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Brilliant. Jay, why did you start an agency? I'm like, I'm very curious. Like we ha obviously we have our own reasons. I'm very curious on your entrepreneurial journey, right? Yeah. Is this the first venture that you, that you had? No, no. So, um, I ran a, uh, a web agency for about 11 years, um, uh, mainly on-site stuff, uh, creating, uh, websites with the backing of, I guess, behavioral science, what, what mm. is acknowledging that, um, I guess, our audience members were were still humans at the other end. And um, yeah, I did that for about 11 years. And, and this is sort of the, uh, was born out of that, I guess, was this idea that we are 
um, circling back now to a very a much more human approach to marketing where people yeah um, are wanting that uh, th- that face again yeah. yeah 11 years man that is a very long time you know I feel like there's so many questions that comes to that first were you profitable in those 11 years that was it difficult for you to detach yourself from that business or were you in an emotional place where you were like oh man i need to leave from this and you know kind of like project and do something that is gonna maybe bring back the passion uh there's so many questions in here but why don't we start with those yeah so um great question i think i think for me um it was a profitable business um I think towards the end of the of my time with with that business, it, it was um, pushing something that was against where the market was going, mm. uh, especially with web. Um, I find that we are entering into a, almost a commoditized space with web, um, especially with with builds and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we're looking at a model now that's more of a long term. Um, partnering around things like SEO and how we can yeah. actually use your your website for for more. So yeah. I think a, it was a natural time to move on. Yeah, yeah. There, there's like a lot of no code uh, tools now for the build type of thing, right? That make it pretty easy for people, and probably they started drifting towards those more. Uh, um, I, was, I was also seeing Fonzie. I was also seeing um, uh, uh, actual bots being built oh. that would build your actual website for you based on a, th- a few things that you put into a form and that kind of stuff. And I was like, the writing was on the wall for that type yeah. of that type of business, but there was a thirst and I was doing a lot more consulting and coaching around this area of um, how do you build a business that people feel compelled to talk about. Yeah. Interesting. So, so, so what that, what marks, it's my turn. It's my turn to, bro, uh, to <laughs> throw the mic over here. <laughs> Jay, like... It, <laughs> Hashtag choke the mic. I mean, absolutely. That, that's a thing. Like, I won't be able it to is talk a thing. today. It is a thing. I'm proud. I'm proud. I'm proud of it. Uh, but yeah, I'm curious. You know, like besides the transition of the market scene, where the market was going, yeah. I'm sure it was yeah. challenging to say, "Hey, man, I've spent 11 years of my life investing in this venture." Right? I mean, the sunk cost of Spending 11 years in one project to transition to something totally new must have been pretty yeah. challenging, right? Or was there some sort of you weren't passionate about what you were doing anymore or as passionate about that side and you were like, hey, maybe I can try something new that is going to revitalize me in a sense? I, I think a bit, bit of both there. I definitely felt that feeling of... Um, is transitioning from a business that it is profitable, but I my heart wasn't in it anymore. Mm. Um, is that uh, is that can still is that considered failure? Um, and I, I really my mind came around to the idea that there was it, it's more about a linear progression that where you show up in your you know right person right seat. You know mm. um, when you are in the in the right seat, um, you show up in a more abundant way for people as well um so yeah so that it was a search for finding something um that was more aligned to my passion piece which probably the the the, i guess the common denominator that goes through everything that i've done is i have a deep and this is a weird thing to have a passion about but i have a deep passion around the topic of trust and what Mm -hmm. trust actually looks like and even in the web business, the whole thing was about how do you create a website that sort of um, creates trust in your customer um, at that really early stage of awareness. Um, and so uh, although it doesn't look as linear, that's the, the common denominator that goes, still goes through the business today, which is um, how do you build a trusting relationship with you, with your customer? Yeah. I've, I mean, that's a that's a, a topic, right? We often touch on, we, we call it art, right? Authority, relevancy, and trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, we discovered that after finally cracking the consistency element, right? On publishing on our end. Uh, you know, and to this date, like we've been, business has been since 2015. It was a, a, an entity, right? And then it has evolved over, over time. But in the last two years, we've really 
have been working in like one service, one product, one service, right? And to this day, like we have no website, right? And uh, the fact that we've been able to- it, it, it is a, a Notion page with a <laughs> yeah. kind of like a little- um, Overview of, of, of the things, right? Yeah, a little wrapper that makes it look like a website. And, uh, yeah. and you know, and to the point, and, and I think for like the very first year and we crossed six figures in sales with this- sales page that had nothing to do right and we call it the six figure uh sales uh sales letter right and it's funny because sometimes we mention this and people are like send it to me i want to hack it i want to do the same thing and i'm like well you don't understand like why we call it that way and it's to give power to that consistency and publishing right because with showing up consistently getting feedback having that conversation with your audience having that conversation with the people that you connect with over the, over our platform we were able to gather enough feedback that we could provide a solution to their problems, right? And that's where everything started and it has evolved from there and the website is coming, don't worry people, we'll, we'll be official. Uh, <laughs> but like to that point, I'm very I'm very passionate about that because a lot of people are like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna pursue something because my website is not ready. I don't wanna pursue something because uh, I think I need this landing page. I think I need this like lead magnet. I think I need this, right? And especially on publishing, right? So obviously that is, how to build, build trust for us has been through that publishing. I'm curious, like from your end, right on the other side, obviously you publish and we can dive into that, but from your from your site building experience, from your obviously 11 years, like how do people can build trust with that audience, even if sometimes that audience might not be there in the very first place? Yeah, I, I guess trust for me, um, and this is a love-hate relationship with this topic because of the fact that I really want to shake business from around the neck and yeah. sort of really um, talk to them about this because from, you know, where we start learning about business, whether you study business studies at school or economics or wherever you sort of um, started to learn this capitalist system that we now use today, um our focus when it comes to trust is on reliability. It's on it's on this element of how do you express to your customer that the risk that they're going to take with you is worth it, and they've got you've got the skills to deliver, and that you'll yeah. um, show up and do the thing that they're paying you to do, and you give them you know that reliability piece is often the um, piece that we we focus on and. Uh, which I call competence, the, the, your competence, showing up with your competence. And the bit that is interesting that I find around business is that um, the second piece, which is um, your your ability to successfully communicate your warmth of intention, your your that you mean something, someone well, um, yeah. you know, is underplayed. Um, and the interesting thing is that we spend so much time talking about our competence that we look scarce. We look, um, we kind of, it doesn't end up being um, something that our customer is attracted to. Yeah. Um, so you guys would find, I'm sure, you're a lot, lot further down this track than I am as far as podcasting and those kind of things. But it's it's in the questioning it's in actually asking and being curious with someone that they feel um warmer towards you rather than yeah. you saying all the things that you can do for them and filling their cups and yeah. so i i think a, a starting point or a good place to jump off here is the idea that how do you build strategy around your warmth of intention and and um, yeah. being able to understand and be curious about the transformation you're taking your customer through first. Um, one last point around that. The interesting thing about this is that from a competence standpoint, we will actually forgive, as a customer, we'll forgive a lack of competence yeah. if we have a warmth of we We know that you mean us well. But the other way, if you're really competent, but we're not really sure whether you mean us well, we don't forgive that other part. So it's interesting that in the balance there that, you know, it's probably more important that you get people feeling or your customer feeling like actually thick and thin, I don't even care whether these guys drop the ball sometimes, that kind of stuff, I'm with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's where I think that the key to this trust piece is. Yeah, absolutely. So 
before you ask an, a next question, like I have, can I share like two quick stories uh, that illustrates this perfectly? Like one, like I, I, I'm just gonna put, put this out there. I love how he I'm, asks I'm per permission. <laughs> He's like, can I, I know please who's ask boss. this I know question? Who's boss in this. Yeah, next time, please address to me as Mr. Fonzi. Okay, all right. Yes, sir, uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Kamejo. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, but you know, I, I I really like this, right? Because it goes back to at the beginning when we were offering our service. I remember we we're like, okay, we have this solution and the, we have this framework that gives this result, right? So we started to work with somebody and we we were very tight on not trying to like leave that lane um, as far as like execution or like even even giving our time to, to, to those clients to be available in certain times of day. Like it, 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 was, a, it was a challenge, right? And Fonzie was leaning a lot into, hey, we have to like, dive in like we have to like be there like what's the solution like what makes us indispensable right we had this conversation with our coach for many weeks right and we're trying to discover like what makes us like different indispensable that legit uh that, that the content it, that we're providing for them is not commoditized right like how can we add more value into the, the, these relationships yeah. and, and the answer is not your accent so if you have an accent that doesn't make you indispensable you're just gonna <laughs> throw so that out there know, yeah that's <laughs> that, that, that didn't work out. i know maybe a sexy australian accent you know but the hispanic one definitely doesn't help uh but anyway so we went through that path right and and uh you know cruz to fonzi he like he's taking the bull by the horns in that side and he's developed this whole customer journey that he's executing today so we went from like clients like joining and then after two, three months, they were like, guys, I don't really know. Like maybe this is not a fit. In part was like the type of clients that we were attracting. That was a, a huge deal. Like we started like aiming to a different type of client as well that could support the system and the framework and the investment, right? That was part one. And then second part is like, okay, how can we add value to, to that? And that developed an incredible trust with all the clients that we have today. And I feel like every single, we have communication, we have calls with them every single week. And the feedback is like, thank you guys. This is good. Like, thank you guys. We never experienced something like this with other companies. Thank you guys, right? And that's the trust that you talk about. So that's one on execution, kind of describing one of the situations that, that we've lived. And then there was another one that, um, oh, I had it when you were, it will come back to me, but it was. <laughs> that's why you write things down. That's why you I know. That's why I need the pen. Notepad. Anyways, I think like the, the, this was the, the most important one because it's the closest to us and it was something that solved going from, you know, two months, three months, lifetime, you know, uh, what's it called? Average lifetime value. LTV. LTV to six, seven, eight months now, right? So that's a significant differently in month to month, you know, recurring revenue, uh, which whenever you have like a service or a high-end service or a high-end coaching program, like it, it helps a ton down the line because it secures it. It helps you plan for the future. It helps you hire. It helps you like be secure in, in what you're doing. So thank you for describing that situation. I just want to put like a scenario out there of what happened inside of our business because we're actively working on this to build trust, not only on the sales side, right? Like we talked about with consistency, but also after you make that transaction, it's like, how can we continue to develop this relationship and this trust so we can move forward? This, the, the interesting thing about what you've just said there is, and is probably one of the areas that we come up against a lot is this issue around um, not seeing the ROI straight away and but having faith and confidence that putting time, effort, you know, just general consideration around this area of how do we build relationship long term. Mm-hmm returns tenfold in the future uh, yeah and yeah. probably more I believe more so than you know getting a, another customer through your lead funnel or those kind of things that you know everyone knows that it costs more to get new customer than to actually build lifetime value off your existing yeah. and um so yeah, I, I just wanted to put a pin in that. Is is exactly what you're saying is something that we come up against a lot, which is that idea that if you invest now and set up the principles and the roadmap as and the customer journey that you spoke about, that builds that long term warmth of intention with your customer. Yeah. Then everything just gets better. Yeah. Everything cascades off the back of that. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm pretty curious, right? We live in a in a world of instant gratification. You know, I feel like uh, the messages are getting shorter and shorter. Attention span of people are getting shorter and shorter. So, when you publish content, right, you need to be getting at people's attention really quickly. And I'm guessing yeah. maybe even building trust as fast as possible, right? I mean, you got your sales processes, right? And you have X amount of touch points that you need to take before somebody make a decision, whatever, all those stats out there. How do we go or how do you guys tackle this uh, building trust? What's At what speed are you guys building trust with the, you know, the people that you're trying to help or the businesses, right? Are you helping them build trust faster with the people that they want to help? Or maybe that's the totally wrong question, right? Maybe there's no, not a speed to build trust, right? Um, I'm extremely curious on that end, right? Because I guess that's part of the content game, right? You're putting, you, yes, you're trying to generate attention, but at the same time, you want people to be invested in you and how you can help them. Yeah, so... How we look at this um, is around moments, it really, um, long-term. And let's talk take an onboarding because it's sort of top of mind at the moment. We've got a guy coming on the podcast from a company called Bonjoro. Um, are you guys aware of Bonjoro? Yeah, so the video app that you can yeah. send individual Correct. messages. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, we get people, you, you say you have a lead funnel or someone's subscribing, you know, it takes 30 seconds to send a little video saying, if there's anything I can help you with, you know, click on the button, let's organize a call, yeah. putting face to the name, it's really unexpected. So there's four elements that I think are really important here, guys. Um, the first is personalized. I think it's um, important that we get back to this face-to-face -face, uh at least you can do this at scale. All the people that are saying, oh, the time and all, of, you know, we, you can still, there are, there's enough technology out there that we can actually do a lot of the personalization stuff at scale. Um, so personalized is the first one. Unexpected is the second one. Um, you know, we need to figure out ways in which we can create unexpected moments for our customers Ooh, like because that. they're the times where they go, you mentioned before, yeah, you know, we haven't experienced this kind of service before guys thank you you know um it doesn't have to be you know clowns at your front door blowing trumpets or you know <laughs> you know it doesn't it has to be something yeah. that um is relevant to what they're talking about and what you're talking about relevant to your business and those kinds of, but unexpected moments that show coming back to that level of warmth of intention that you care Absolutely. that you really um, mean something uh, the, uh, the next one is uh, remarkable um, believe it or not we have to have the, the big R word in there and <laughs> what I mean by remarkable is is can we talk about this can it be something that is shareable is um, you know at the next barbecue conversation can I be saying hey yeah. Um, this is what the simple thing that these guys did differently. And the last one, which I think is the most important out of the four is emotion. How are you generating emotion, um, uh, uh with your customers? It, and that doesn't have to be boohoo kind of emotion. It's, it's yeah. more the, the wow moments, mm -hmm. the excited the breakthrough the aha moments those kind of emotions and how we elongating those those emotions out so that people have a journey with that emotion too yeah um and we're bookending that oh this is, yeah this is very powerful let me let me add something here real quick i mean on each point as you're explaining these i'm going in my head like can, okay. can we share some quick scenarios of like how maybe and maybe we'll do this Fonsi shares a, a moment, I can share a moment, and then, yeah, you can share a moment. Sounds, Sounds good? Sounds like a brilliant. I, I think we can, we need to paint the picture on different scenarios, yeah. like for, for people to like, okay, cool. how can they Let's apply, how can they apply this today? Absolutely. I mean, not like you interrupted me, but it's okay, you know? Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Kamejo, uh, I, I apologize. There we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, as you were, you know, talking about these four elements, I put here the four elements of earning trust. 
I started picturing it through our process. Like, wow, we actually do a lot of these things. Uh, maybe not as a structure, as you mentioned it, but we do try to be as personable as as possible, right? For example, when we're booking the podcast, we have a previous call where we jump in and we get to know each other, right? I know a lot of people might might do that, but a lot of people might just like to send an invite and a form, and that's about it. We like to, you know, have a little bit chat. There's also, also there's also a very specific moment of why we do that and when. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna add another example, yeah. which is when we, you know, seal a new partnership into the business. The onboarding email actually has is not a Bonjoro email, a, a Bonjoro video, but is a Loom video specifically yeah. recorded for them. Like literally, as I hung up the call, I'm like, "Cool, I'm gonna send you the onboarding email." I grab my phone, I open the Loom app, and I I'm like, "I'm so thankful, right, that you are working with us. I'm I'm very grateful for all this." These are the next step. At the boom, beginning boom, of boom. our at the beginning right. of our business, it was I am so grateful because I'm gonna be able to eat <laughs> for the next <laughs> yeah. month. That was like <laughs> absolutely. That is what was going through our mind that, that uh, during the first couple of years. Absolutely. And <laughs> I, I'm about to hand this one over to to my brother here in just a second. But I do. There's two things, quick, quick things that I think are important for people. When you talk about unexpected, create those unexpected moments, right? This is something I've been kind of like dive in more in my personal life what i think it applies for this is the fact that everybody needs novelty in their life right needs new things right things that gets you out of your uh maybe day-to-day -day routine and i think those unexpected whether that is a gift right or a moment an experience whatever it is that's just brings you out of the routine which i feel like it creates a deeper bond between you and the other person, right? And then on the on the last point that you share, the emotion, I remember reading this a while back and I never forgot it, but it's emotions create memories, right? When you feel things, your, you know, the plasticity, your neuroplasticity starts creating, you know, a deeper uh, connections or strengthening the connections. And literally uh, when you feel those emotions again, the memories that are attached to those emotions are going to surface. So if you are providing incredible emotions to your customers, when they get those emotions back, guess what? They're like, they're going to think about you. They're going to be like, oh, I remember that moment right with Jay. That was absolutely amazing. And you're going to stay top of mind. So I just wanted to share those, those kind of quick notes in there, but your turn. <laughs> I'm actually gonna. Uh, I, I have. I was writing some notes of very specific situations here for those four elements of building trust. Which, by the way, yeah, you just gave us another another amazing keynote. We're gonna give you all the credit. This is so good. But yeah, like, if do you want to share first before I do? Like, what well, are I, I wouldn't mind just touching on that emotion piece because I, yeah. I I love. Um, you're a hundred percent right as far as emotion drives memory, and um, we make decisions based off emotion and then backfill it with logic yep you know so um you know if we if we assume that all of our customers all people humans generally are irrational people um that because of the fact that we don't really make any decision without emotion coming into that yeah then that's a safer place for us to play than thinking that everyone needs to look at us from a logical standpoint you know yep. we're not assessing our um, suppliers in a logical standpoint. We all come out of meetings and say things like, I don't know, I just got a weird feeling from him. Yeah. You know, that yeah. hasn't got anything to do with his competence. And so those memories, as you say, come from emotion. So what's the best way to start to drive that emotion? It's through storytelling. It's actually about how you build a narrative and a story around your customer and not look at them as the win and the ring the bell kind of, we've got another one. But what's the narrative that we, we can build around this customer that we can then bring them into mm. um, and look at the, you know, what is the moment where they save the princess at the end of, of this story? You know, what is that 
um, lovely moment where they win at the moment uh, at the end of this story. Yeah, and let's yeah. backfill that to create something amazing. Yeah, absolutely. My brother's the princess. Just for reference <laughs> for everybody, so they can have an image. Clearly, in their head. Uh, yeah, I can see Mario just like doing the whole like uh, thumbnail for this episode, just putting me as a princess. Don't do that, Mario. Don't do that. Uh, anyways, um, okay, so. I want to walk through like real quick, like on personalized, right? Like for example, uh, we have, and I, and I love to talk about containers, right? Like we have like these different faces, right? And these four elements can be present in each of these faces. We might have like, let's say if we talk in the context of the show, we've been currently helping a lot of people to getting their show off the ground, right? We, we just had a call today with our coach that we're also helping on their end to kind of build those frameworks to be able to publish consistently. And he's like, guys, like just the fact of like putting a date that, on Thursdays at 3 p.m., this is what I'm doing, is help move forward, right? But like him, there's a lot of people, he tried, what, for like a year or so, uh, to try to get like a publishing platform off the ground. And a lot of people might be thinking, oh, that's a great idea. Imagine big companies, right? If one person has a lot of friction to start doing this, imagine big companies, right, where there's a bureaucratic process. Anyway, so there's containers of where we can create this experience. And for us, you know, our, in our show, how, how can we personalize the fact that somebody's going to come into our show, right? Nowadays, it's very popular to do that. So one element is we have like a 20-minute chat, right? Where it's like completely like, let's find out about each other. Let's see if there's good energy. Like if it's good energy, clearly you made the cut and we do this, right? So Jay, congrats, you made the cut. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's go. Um, or, right, like we do like a quick video and it's, it's incredible. We're very proud of our track record. Out of 271 ep uh, episodes, every single person that we've asked has said yes, right? One said yes after they say no, but they ended up saying yes. Actually, there's been only one person that has said no. Who, who was but it? We haven't been able to. Well, we actually didn't ask him again. We haven't asked him again to bring uh, it back. Who was it? Joel Kaplan. Joel Kaplan. Joel. Yeah, Joel. We're yeah. coming for you. Coming for you. Coming for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's because of like, well, people are continuously ask like, you know, why, how? It's like probably the personalized process on how we mm -hmm. get there is like through DMs, videos, and a lot of people want to automate these things. They have like these automated campaigns on LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever. And we're like, man, like we do this three times a week and we've never have a lack of that. It's because we personalize the process for each one of them. Yep. Yes, it is a lift, but it is very beneficial because these people are the relationships that drive the business, that we can add value to them, they can add value to us. Right now, we it's funny, we had a meeting the other day um, with one of our clients that were playing a big lunch, and they were like, oh, we need a funnel builder, oh, we need this person, oh, we need like this person for SEO. And all we did was we pulled out the guest list and we're like, maybe this is a good fit, maybe this is a person, and we were able to provide a bunch of introductions. Mm -hmm. Again, personalized, unexpected, because they were like, like <laughs> what was going on, right? It's remarkable because we added a ton of value. I think they hired like two of the people that we introduced, right? And then it's emotional because we're solving a problem that we're just happy. So that's like one example of like, how can we turn potentially a platform or an experience and think about like, how can you do it in your sales process? Yeah. How can you do it in your guest booking? How can you do it in your publishing? So yeah, you I'm just going to put this out there. We're going to have to do a, a training <laughs> together. You know, oh, on where, this. yeah, on yeah. this, I think it would be absolutely amazing. We're definitely going to have to, you know, come back to that thought after the podcast. Um, now, hold on. Golden boulder moment. That Jay, that was a golden boulder moment. You just dropped the yeah. biggest golden boulder. Yeah, that was pretty good. Today, yeah. We need to buy the helmets. I know, man. Come on. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. We thought about, we thought about <laughs> getting props for the show for the longest time. We need helmets for when the golden boulders come out. Money guns. We need like, money guns, you I know, love for it. when I people just talk <laughs> awesomeness. Um, so, so, okay. So what happens after you start building trust with people, right? Let's say you, you're helping one of your customers, you're helping them be remarkable and they start to build this trust with the audience. What is next? Yeah. So let me just, um, just take one step back and say from a, from a, from a, uh, these moments, these remarkable moments, um, I'm, I'm concerned that maybe the listeners are sitting there going, you know, oh, I've got to come up with these ideas and I kind of, you know, um, it doesn't have to be that hard. Um, yeah. I'll give you an example. I'll give you two really quick examples. We all think about our customers at Christmas. You know, we all think, oh, we've got to send out cards or we've got to send out a gift to our customers to say thank you for the year or whatever. Why don't we send out a gift or a card at four months? after they've engaged with us. Mm -hmm. 
You know, suddenly you take something that you were going to do anyway and making it unexpected. You know, yeah. yep. a thank you. Listen, you guys have been with us for four months. I just wanted to reach out and just say thank you so much for being a really valued customer of ours. Right? Yep. Um, the one that we use a lot as an example, um, and excuse the the really simple simplicity of it, but maybe it illustrates it in a, a good way, is yeah. um, the idea of a deck builder. Do you call it decks in the in in the states? Am I am I like, or veranda? Like, no, 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 like a presentation, correct? No, 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 no. Oh, like, like, a a like a patio. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, yeah. look patio. at that. Yeah, Dang it. yeah sorry, that's, that's where the confusion wow, comes. Wow, okay, I mean, it, it's like <laughs> you guys, yeah. it's like you guys had a twenty-minute conversation before I, I joined. <laughs> Like, I feel we, so left out. We planned this moment. We're like, hey, <laughs> you're going to bring up the decks and, you know, we're going to make fun of my brother. <laughs> it's okay, guys. Um, yeah, so so say you're a builder, you, you're building you're building decks, right? So we, I had this happen to me, so it's, it's pretty relevant, where this guy came along, he did a really great job, he um, polished our deck, look, looks amazing, you know, um, uh, you know, Australia's known for big decks looking out over the, the sunset and whatever. Um, so, you know, he, he's did a, he did a great job. But what was unexpected is he put something in his diary that three months after um, he'd done, our, done the job, he came and knocked on our door with a tin of decking. And he said, hey, I've just been thinking about your deck. Like, <laughs> like, you know, I've just been thinking about your deck and, you know, you might want to just take some um, some decking oil and give it a touch up now and then it'll make it look, look good. Now, just in that <laughs> moment, I thought, gosh, this guy cares. And I have, I have reused that story over and over and over again. again. Yeah. Um, uh, and told people about it and referred it. And that's the little simple story, the simple and unexpected story, yeah. talking about remarkable that I was able to share, mm. is he showed up with some decking oil yeah. three months after. Absolutely. Sorry. That, I, I'm going to put this out there. That is the whole marketing campaign for that oil thing is we care, <laughs> we care about your deck, right? But it's like, <laughs> you, you can put it out there. People, people it'll go viral. I think you, that totally. thing will go viral right there. Totally, totally. <laughs> Um, so where do you go after this? What's the next step? Um, so you've created a group of, you know, you, this is sort of the, the ladder we're looking at here is turning audiences into advocates and mm -hmm. hopefully then putting a, a container around those advocates and creating community. Mm. That's the, that's the holy grail of this is that you create this long-term profitable, facilitated community that is just your marketing engine yeah um, really and is out there talking about you so unexpected moments you're creating advocates you're sort of taking people through this you know we've got a ladder that sort of talks to community but that you're getting them to a place where they feel invested in your brand that's the the end goal is how do i get my customers to a place where they feel invested in the success yeah. of my brand. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's about going, okay, well, how do we now pull a, pull a container around this and create a community? Um, and it, you guys, like, what, what's been your journey around that? Uh, it's, it's been an interesting one, right? Like, uh, I think, like, our community started by accident <laughs> uh, in, ma in many ways, right? We've talked for so long. We're like, oh, we, we got to build this. And it's funny because we had... We invest in masterminds and just like publishing that like, you should do this, right? And we're like, okay, until we make the conscious decision that we're actually going to go do that, it's not going to happen, right? And I remember going through uh, one of our masterminds and we're like, okay, one of the elements that we need to be able to pull this off or do these campaigns is, is involving social outreach and this outbound strategy. We need a place where we can drive people to and have conversations and receive feedback and like invite people, right? And that, that, took shape as a Facebook group. But at the time, we didn't really know how to start it. And uh, we we're going, doing one of our famous challenges, 45 Live, right? Going live for 45 days and you grab a ton of traction and we had about 100 people that wanted to join. So we we're like, okay, maybe this is the place where we drive that, right? And immediately, like, we put everybody in the group and we ran the challenge in that group and that created, like, this initial sense of community and then we dropped the ball completely, right? We're like, okay, the challenge is over. 
now what? And we're like, we were so lost on, on what to do. And, we, and you know, to, to be honest, we still are, right? We're like, okay, how are we actually going to dedicate time to this community and mm-hmm. do this? And it wasn't until like two weeks ago, uh, well, we announced the hotspot announcement. We, we announced the hotspot network. And then we're like, how do we, like, what do we do to celebrate this? And we ended up with a, an idea, like a 10K idea with uh, giveaway with bonuses and, and prizes and gift cards and yeah. all this stuff. We're pretty much turned into Oprah. <laughs> Bas- yeah, basically. <laughs> you get a car. You uh, get a car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> by the way, go listen. This, the, right on the feed is like our Oprah moment. It's called the, the episode. It's pretty funny. But but we drove it through the community, the people that were in there. And we're like, hey, guys, like we want you to be a part of this. Like Because of you, you helped us in our journey to, to publish, to do this, to get this show out there and this this is now providing opportunities for many others, right? So we want you to be a part of this. And we were able to do this. And we had one of the highest engagements ever in our in our lifetime, creating this sense of community. And now what we what happened right after that on the debrief was a lot of people were giving us feedback. They're like, guys, you should do this again. Guys, this was amazing. Hey guys, how can we bring more people into this? Hey guys, I'm interested in what you do. Hey guys, like tell me more. Like, hey, can we have a call next week about what, you know, the services that you offer? Like, this was so awesome. And it was, again, going back to mm-hmm. your four elements, right? It was a personalized experience for everybody like in the community, right? It was it was very unexpected because it was something that we never did before, right? It was unexpected it, for us. For too. us too. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was remarkable because again, like he created like this memory and he created a ton of emotion. Like you said, is it shareable right part of that being remarkable uh yeah. it was very shareable it was one of the posts that people shared the most and <laughs> commented the most and we incentivized them obviously with you know the prices to share the the experience in the event and people were doing it which was pretty interesting yeah and yeah. uh you know to to that to your point we're like okay this is a continuous journey that we need to like start exploring a little bit more and be like how can we put ourselves in a position where we can serve their audience, right? Like, and again, and we go, if we go back to like the way that we do business, right? We have like this high end service that is very personalized in the sense of like what the outreach that we do, how we, how we get into those conversations. And then because of the show, because of the publishing being consistent, there's this audience building on one side that happened, like when we were not looking because we were not paying attention to it, right? We were paying attention to our one-on-one relationships mm-hmm. because of the type of service that we offer. But when this audience started getting a little bit louder and requesting information and be like, hey, can, how can I be a part of this? That was the indicator that told us, oh man, we now need to pay attention maybe to this as well. And now as a business, we're like, okay, how do we build the systems? How do we build the accountability? How do we build the checks? Like where where do we, like what do we offer? Like how do we listen to the needs so we can provide, right? So currently today, as we're recording this conversation, this is a conversation that we have every single week and we're like, okay, how can we improve and try and think? So I, I love this element because eventually if we, if we do it right, there's going to be people there that are going to be massive assets. Like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, right? Not just for us, but also for the message for publishing for, and who cares if they do business with us, but if they create, if we create a great experience that they can, then business are memorable in their eyes. We win, right? We win. Round, oh wow! Round of I, got, I got the applause. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was Jen, pretty good. Like this never <laughs> happens. This is the first time ever in the show that Fonzie like does that to me. So thank you for setting the that's stage great. to that's let me deliver. That's great for your relationship as well. I think long term, that's yeah, some validation between brothers. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Did that answer your question though? <laughs> yeah, a so, little bit. So I think there's two pieces here, guys, that are, I think is uh, that are worth sort of mentioning. Um, and I think are opportunities that don't often get taken up because as business owners, we, we want to show up for our customer. We want to serve, as you said, um, so eloquently before, you know, that idea of how do you show up and give enough value for your customer? When you step into community though, the interesting thing is that it starts to shift and the shift is there's two two pieces first of all hats off to you guys because of the 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 thing that seems to be the common denominator that's run through all the people we've interviewed on the podcast and um all the research that we've done is that there's a crazy leader or leaders um (laughs) that is that are willing to actually push through um difficulty and um do things that are difficult to server server um and often it's not necessarily with a win straight away 
you know, it's it's uh, that's because of the fact that you can show up with warmth of intention a lot e- more easily when there's no money involved. Obviously, yeah, um, it yeah. becomes a bit more complex otherwise. So it's the it's that that leader that everyone can go, cool guys. You know, I love what you've done there. That's awesome. How can we do more? And I have to put a pin in the fact that there's emotion showing up there, right, with those yeah, people yeah. that are coming back to you and going, cool, 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 and. Then you say, all right, we're in a community now. How do we now set this community up as a product in itself? And how do we as the leaders get in the back seat rather than the front seat? Mm -hmm. So the real power, when you listen back to some of the feedback that you're getting around that sort of pseudo community that you create, you have created already through the um, that momentum of that um, that offer that you created, is that people are starting to feel a sense of belonging. Mm. You know, um, how can we do more of this? That was really cool. They're starting to see some yeah, stuff, the yeah. energy of other people, not just you. So how can you? So if you look at someone like a, I don't know, you know. I'm a bit of a bit of a fan of how Simon Sinek's gone about a lot of his his work, and yeah, I you look at what he's doing now, and it's you know, even his podcast. I don't really listen to the Simon Sinek podcast, but he hardly ever shows up. Yeah, you know, so it's other people that he's brought around who share his same energy, who he now facilitates with dropping in every now and then and being Elvis in the room rather than. Um, you know him being there all the time Mm. and with that you guys create posture create a level of scarcity Mm -hmm. create a level in your community yeah that when you do show up it's you get applause all the time (laughs) you know hopefully um, (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe one maybe like one person (laughs) yeah so, so i guess the two pieces i think there are you need to be crazy enough to actually push through the naysayers and do something yeah. remarkable. And second of all, you need to have the confidence and the humility to be able to then jump in the back seat, control the vision of that community, but facilitate connections with other people in your community. Yeah, 100%. I, I want to put a call to action there for, for the people listening right, right now. Like, by the way, if you made it this far, like, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Go, like, there's going to be all the links, and we're going to tell you exactly where to go in, in just a second to connect with J2. But I'm uh, going to spoil it. Just go to the bottom of the notes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just said that, but it's fine. Um, uh, wow. Um, okay. <laughs> I meet you in the garage after this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, we got the boxing gloves. We got the go boxing gloves, yeah. Uh, but no, I really encourage people to start looking at these elements, right? Like of community, yep. like how can I serve it? Like how can I make this uh, unexpected valuable? Like uh, create emotion in your current ecosystem, whether that's a bigger company, whether that's just you, like with the people that you're involved, that you have a, around if you don't have a Facebook group, it's okay. Like who's close to you that you've been having conversations, right? Like who we bring them to the, together. Maybe here are some ideas, right? Like a Q&A call every Thursday at 2 p.m., for example. Like, hey, let's get together, right? doesn't have to be like a Facebook group or a community, a paid community. No. Like how can we get together? How can we do this? And I remember when we were first starting up, we had something similar. We're like, hey, you know, we're having these calls uh, where we're not selling anything. We just need feedback and we're going to share a little bit of what we do and hopefully it helps you. We had about 25 people that jumped on those calls and gave us incredible value. And this was out of Facebook Lives, right? Um, so again, like what are some of those ways that you can start creating that if you don't have it? And if you do have it, right, how can you add these elements so you turn it into a better thing, b- bigger thing, and you add a ton of value. So thank you, Jay. Like you've been dropping golden boulders all around today. That was absolutely. That was, we're definitely gonna need go to Amazon and buy those those <laughs> the helmets. Th- those helmets. Um, <laughs> I, I I do want to add here something, right? We talk about building trust, then transitioning kind of like that trust in, and building the the community. And I want to add the piece you talk about. It's challenging because a lot of people bring up the ROI aspect, right? Like, oh, what is the ROI on, on, on trust and community? And yeah, it is a long-term game. And we've talked plenty of times in the podcast about longevity. It's a long-term game. And yes, a successful business, I mean, you can define it a lot of ways, but it needs to be profitable. Absolutely. But the thing is, 
setting yourself up this with these principles and foundations of trust and building community and nurturing your community is going to set you up to be a profitable business. I mean, just look at any other business that runs off of a community and I'm pretty sure you're going to see the trend of growth. You see really big companies, software companies right now, for example, like Active Campaign, even Calendly. And now they're trying to build communities and they're trying to host these events where they're bringing their users together so they can keep growing. So they can, the longevity, increase the LTV, right, of their customers. It's, it's absolutely amazing. So I do want to encourage people to kind of like shift from the mentality of how can I make a quick buck right now to how do I get people in my ecosystem and, you know, fill them with trust and grow together. I think, I think also Fonzie on, on that it's quality over quantity here. So looking at the, you mentioned masterminds before, I think they're a really effective way of creating community, mm -hmm. having, creating a dinner with 10 people, you know, that start start with going who are those people that are already in your advocate circle and yep. how can i start to bring them around me a lot more don't think facebook group there's a lot of dormant facebook groups out there yeah absolutely just remind me i mean recently i think it was like three episodes ago we had uh travis chappelle which he's pretty big in the podcasting world right he's the founder of guestio.io uh, com sorry and he was talking just about the dinner. His, we told him, what are some ways that you, you know, build these amazing relationships? Because his whole podcast is literally about building your network. And one of the things he mentioned was, once a quarter, I bring some of the best relationships that I have. And I pay for a dinner for everybody. And I put all those people in the same room. And when you put all those people in the same room, trust me, that something amazing is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, as I was dying over here, uh, choking, <laughs> uh, Fonzie put something on my drink apparently today. Uh, anyway, Jay, like this, this has been so fun. Uh, yep. thank you so much for the conversation. We have two more questions before we head out. <coughs> Excuse me. You good? Can yeah. you, can you take over please? I'll, I'll, I'll ask the questions. You need some water? <laughs> yeah. Here, this is, there's water right here. <laughs> so first question is, can we leave people with an action point, right? People that are thinking, okay, cool. I am convinced. I am certain that I need to build more trust with people. What is a good first step for them to start building trust, uh, whether that is with their audience or with their current customers? I think the first step that, that um, if you're really keen around this and you're saying, okay, this is a really important piece, you need to start with intention. You need to start with, okay, what is the transformation that I'm taking my customer through. And I say that because of the fact we spend a lot of time thinking about purpose and mission and these kind of things. But mm. We don't often mm. think about when my customer is finished their stay or has been through a stay with us. And I say stay in a sort of a hotel kind of way, but yeah, you know, yeah. it could be any type of business, their engagement with us. What is the transformation we want them to have gone through? Once you know that, and that may that's not necessarily product based. It, it it could be I want people to feel like um, let's go back to the decking example. They're in the intention wouldn't be that we I create great decks. The moment that he goes beyond that and says, I want families to spend more time together. Yeah. Right? And the deck is the facilitator for that, then suddenly you have, okay, all of my marketing comes off the back of how do I help families spend more time together, which is a broader reach than I, I, I want to create great decks for people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So focusing on if there's one thing is to spend some time, and that usually is a statement that says something along the lines of I do this so that my customers can do this. If we can get that statement sorted, you'll find that a lot of the remarkable moments mm. and the little unexpected moments and your community um, are, are already defined based off that. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it's awesome. powerful. Does that yeah. Make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is a, a great first step for people to think about and more importantly, execute on. Yeah. Um, take a second, put pause in the podcast, <laughs> go do that statement. You know, if I do this, 
I do this or my customer do this. All right, unpause yeah. it now. You can go now. Well, I think how, how are they going to listen to the unpause part if they pause? Well, they just unpause it, so they just listen to it. Unpause! <laughs> unpause! It, it, it sounds kind of like the Nike Run app that the guy's like, okay, you're done with your wor workout. Pause it now for a few seconds so you can stretch. And then you pause it, and then you're like, okay, when do I start running now? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, Jay, last question. Um, favorite question of all time, obviously. <laughs> where, where will you be if you did not publish? Um, publishing has been a really interesting game for me and it's been a long-term game. Um, but I have realized that through being truly authentic with content and actually, mm -hmm. and that's a journey in itself. I think we use the word authentic. It's a bit of a buzzword now, right? Is it this authenticity piece? It seems to come up everywhere, but, <laughs> but like, it's a journey to get there. It's a journey. Yeah. So, so for me, it has been a journey to actually, um, to to finding my authentic self. I guess it, it has been um, uh, is is content in its in its purest form, and being consistent with that content has allowed me to show up in in my sweet spot. I think. Yeah. Mm. Ooh. Man, I love I love your answer. I think it's so powerful. That is actually something people don't think much about when it comes to content. They think content is just about putting information out there that is going to resonate with your audience. But it is extremely powerful to find your own, you know, kind of find yeah. your, finding your own voice, reinforcing or challenging your beliefs. We've talked about this actually a, a while back uh, when we started, you know, having the podcast. We started talking and then asking ourselves, wow, wait. Wait, 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 wait one second. Do I actually believe what I'm sharing right now? Right. And then you start kind of like filtering your thoughts, putting your thoughts into <clears throat> words and it's absolutely amazing. That, that whole process. So yeah. I'm so glad yeah. that you brought that up. That uh, was incredible. Yeah. I love how you put it. Uh, it's allowing me sh to show up in my sweet spot. Right. And uh, as you were saying that and uh, mixing it with authenticity and that, how that's a buzzword, right? I, in my head, I'm thinking, like, how many people say they're authentic, but they're still faking it when they go out in front of a camera, right? They're not themselves. They, they don't, you know, play jokes. And before before we started the show, we're, you know, sharing a little bit about, like, how the, the wives of the people that publish are like, oh, you know, why should people be listening to you, right? I listen to you every day. Like, I'm kind of joking around that, but, like, that's very true. And, like, I create, like, something very uh, in, in the subconscious, right, that can prevent from publishing. And I reflect a little bit to, like, our own journey, right? Like, and, you know, to pat ourselves on the back a little bit, right? It's this morning we just, uh, thank you, Fonzie. Um, <clears throat> today we just found out that the show is, like, top 2% in the world, right? And we're like, what? Yeah. Right? So, like, it, it's it's, like... Come on, that needs a round of applause. Thank now, you, surely. thank, Come thank on. you, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Jay. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. But appreciate here's it. where I'm coming from. Like, like two years ago, we started this from a place of like need, right? And a lot of people try to start their publishing from a place of like need. Maybe I need a client. Maybe I need to connect with this person. Maybe I need to give this information, right? And through that process that you just described, you you find yourself, like like Fancy said, you you start learning about what you really think, right? And or you know, me personally, being comfortable with saying dad jokes or choking in front of the mic or like whatever, right? Like be comfortable. Who, like, who chokes the mic now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, who chokes the mic? We need, we need those shirts for the event at the end of the month. Anyway, yeah. uh, but, you know, to, to my point, it's like, well, this is the vehicle, right, that allows us. And by being truly authentic and being ourselves is the only way that we're going to remove the friction from actually doing it because we're going to be just ourselves. We don't need to figure out, you know, this whole act that adds friction to the production of the thing. And that's why I feel a lot of people uh, don't publish or, or fail at this because they add so much friction. So dude, like you, you have been on spot. Thank you so much for today. Uh, it, it, yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited. Like today was a fun, fun, fun conversation, man. Yeah, it was great. I'm, I'm glad it. we, I'm glad I, we I met. appreciate you guys. Thank <laughs> you so much, not only for for uh, having me on the show, but also, uh, yeah, you know, your mentorship with with this podcasting journey. It's been fun. Awesome, Thanks, I appreciate man. it. Yeah, Jay we're gonna leave the Rubik's cube, uh, <laughs> challenge, you know, yeah. challenge for the next episode. Oh, uh, what? Uh, oh, oh yeah. if you want to do it right yeah. now, <laughs> it's like, you know, as we play the credits, you know, the, uh, 
Jay, where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? All than that, the link's right below. What we want people to listen in case they're driving or doing their laundry, you know? <laughs> you know what? Um, as far as preferred social, jump on LinkedIn. I think that's where I probably spend the most time. Um, uh, it's just Jay Tinkler as a, um, as a handle there. And um, check out the website, Remarkably, R-E-M-A-R-K-A-B-L-Y. Um, dot com dot au and uh the podcast is there and yeah i'd, I'd love awesome. for, for you to join our community awesome well we're gonna leave all the links at the bottom for yeah. those that didn't notice throughout the conversation the dot au is because jay's from australia <laughs> i'm from australia mate yeah. just in so, case you didn't notice <laughs> so before we jump on the show right now Fonzie goes like hey hey heads up he's from australia and he has an accent and i'm like bro like and i'm like hey let me tell you i like i lived with two australians when i was like in, in spain and the first month i was like what are you guys talking about? Like, <laughs> I cannot understand a word of you say. say but, the, the, the bit but, that I didn't hear is it, it's Thursday here, so technically I'm from the future as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. like, you know, you know, a bit yeah. of respect. Oh, man, we, we I, I know we, what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, we should have included that in the intro. He comes from the future. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be epic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jay, this is awesome. Uh, anything you want to add before we head out? No, I, I think it, uh, listen... There's something pure in looking for the moments where you can be remarkable. I think that's probably a, a good place to start. Is is it, that anyone can be remarkable, and I think that's a. Um, it just takes time to actually sit down with your glass of wine or favorite beer and and map it out. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, Fonzie. Anything else? No, I think we should leave it right there. It's right there. Yep. Sweet. With that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite platform and on social media at Co. That is right. And if Jay here help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode with three friends and, and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys. <laughs>